encouragement, yes, man, to him. I don't know. He's in the middle of the state. Hey, everybody, welcome to oh Bros, Bibles, and Beer. It's episode 197. Hey, Zach, how's it going? If Andy didn't get pulled over at least once this weekend, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Andy? I thought I was going to. Thank God, Apple Maps. Scott? Wow. How fast are you going? Hey, Art, how you doing? Hey, if you can get him to turn his back and leave his keys on the table. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yes, we have our, our our guest host still with us, Art Greco. Guest bro. Yeah, the guest step bro. bro. The amazing... Did you say step bro? Step bro. <laughs> the redheaded stepchild. Now, uh, I want to say one thing. I want to correct the record on the ginger thing, because I know it came up. We Scott and I poked fun a little bit. Um, but I, I want to say, and I'm the caveat king, some of the best people I know are gingers. I have many, many ginger friends, and I, that wasn't made clear mm-hmm. when we kind of said, yeah. when we said some people. I'm more ginger neutral. Say there. <laughs> yeah. They were without souls. You said ginger, and I thought you said gender, and I thought, oh my goodness, uh, where are we going? We're going right into it, Art. We're going to talk about uh, how uh, progressive it is. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the first to say ginger neutral. Your favorite people, Donald no, Trump. That joke's been said, Andy, uh, but it's a good what? one. What? Okay. All right, well, explain yourself, Andy. You, you didn't oh. get pulled over? No, I didn't get pulled over. I'm angry at you. No, but uh, there's a new feature apparently on Apple Maps that they stole from Waze, which allows you to flag if there is a speed check. I think is what right. they call it, speed check, not, hey, heads up, cop ahead. Speed trap. Yeah, so uh, that Andy? happened a few times. Do and you want to give a little background if you're comfortable on uh, the context of what we're talking about here? I'll give high level. I've, I spent uh, a month doing heavy research and negotiation, found a car that I think is the, was the best deal in the United States. Flew out to Louisiana and took an Uber to East Texas with my daughter and bought a car and drove it back via Route 66 and also through what has been dubbed the Thousand Year Storm that came through. Dallas is currently underwater. It is now the Dallas Aquarium. And uh, and driving a smaller vehicle next to gigantic semi-trucks is unnerving to say the least, but so so what color is the Fiat? <laughs> yeah, it felt like a, oh my gosh, anything the Italians are coming. Anything next to that? No, but it's it is a f- super fun car, and we had a blast, and good to be back. And it's uh, I've driven a I've driven a Chevy Tahoe since two thousand eight, and this is the same one, the same one, the same Tahoe since two thousand eight. Yeah, wow, I know. Putting so you haven't had a car payment in like. 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. That's pretty good. Yeah, which is pretty cool. No car payment is a special feeling when it first happens. I mean, that's just yes. like instant raise. And then you get used to it. Yeah. And then um, it disappears into like Taco Bell. And- right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So anyway, it's fun, man. And and I know that there's this window of time where I can, I'm still experiencing the new. And the new will wear off eventually. And so I'm still doing the thing where I'm like, I know it's like 1030 at night. We're getting ready for bed. I'm going to go outside and look at the driveway. It's still there. <laughs> it's still there. Oh, man, it's still there. Wait a minute. I think it's mine. It's mine. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> and you got to make some memories with your daughter. On the- yeah. I love, I love the Good fact times. that you haven't mentioned the name of the car. <laughs> Which is fine. You know. It's fine. We'll leave it. it you already said Fiat. It's a Fiat. said it was a Fiat. Yeah, it's a pink Fiat. Fiat. It's a pink Fiat. Teaches that was Andy. a good deal. <laughs> and well, cheers to you, Andy. Thank cheers. you. Yeah, cheers. Congratulations. Fun. Always fun. 
And we're drinking some High West again, uh, continuing the series on bourbon, Bibles, and beer. <laughs> or no, but bros, bourbons, and beers, and bobbles. Bros, Bibles, and bourbon. Bros, bourbons, and beers. Okay, so I do want to. I do want to start. Like. I do want to start off, and uh, you know, before we got going, I was talking with Art uh, just about how I really appreciated and loved, and my my wife even mentioned because. Um, she listened to the podcast and to get my wife to listen to two hour podcast is, uh, that's miraculous. Um, she's usually like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, but you know, over that, that's a little much. And, and so she listened and she was like, I really love how art just has these great things to say about his wife. And his art would say, um, well, my wife is amazing. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I got listening to our our podcast and listened back, and um, I made me really think a lot about you know how I speak about my wife, and um, I mean, she challenges me in a way that is is good for my soul and growth um, because I think even Zach, you had mentioned like if we had people that you know, if we had a spouse that didn't challenge us, like, let's just move on. Yeah. Like, w- what are we doing? And, and I really appreciate that about my wife, Tanya, who just is, I mean, she's taking care of our four kids and she's raised those kids and I've been working and she's been at home just, you know, grinding it out and making sure like everything functions. And as I got to think about, I'm like, a couple of podcasts ago uh, when you were originally on art, I had mentioned the, and I, I guess, um, and this isn't me changing the, you know, my story, but in, when I was talking about the, like, I'm not a racist, but the (laughs) crap, I was talking about how we experience something and how we feel something. And I really thought about how I am with, um, as I was describing, you know, the challenges that I was having with my, with my wife early on that early on in my life with Christ and, and maybe manipulating things a little bit. And I used the phrase, like, you feel like you're being crapped on the feeling of being crapped on (laughs) was not and not my wife crapping on me for stuff I was doing. It's more me interpreting like the challenges, like I'm actually not following Christ right now. And my wife is her pushback is like, you are in the wrong lane, like change lanes. Hmm. And, um, but, but what I was going to say sometimes in sort of in your defense, like, it can, in the moment, depending on the state of your ego, like mine, I had a recent one with my wife challenging me on something. Um, it can feel like that, like, oh God, in the moment, like, sure. Like you don't want to hear it or you don't, you don't recognize it until you cool down a little bit. It's like, yeah, no, I needed to hear that. Um, it was about my furry costume collection guys, but. <laughs> oh, that's we can, cool. We'll oh. talk about that on a future episode, but um <laughs> I have too many, and she was pushing back on that. And I didn't want to, my ego wouldn't let me hear Zach, that. I don't have closet space anymore. But in serious, for seriousness. <laughs> right. Um, 
That was a great impression of Lisa. I'm sure she'll really love that. Yeah. <laughs> your that was your wife Scott. is a. That was Andy. That was all Andy. Scott didn't say anything there. Scott has bro- had broken. Uh, okay, all that to say is I was convicted, really, Art, because of your your comments and then listening back. Like I was listening, kind of like I would listen to a, a TV show or a movie with my kids around, and then I hear one little cuss word. I'm like, that's it. Like, no. This is not appropriate, you know. Really, look way back when. Um, like now, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I was like uh, the fourth installment. The only one. <laughs> the yeah. fourth installment, kitty. You know, whatever. Uh, but in that listening back to kind of a critical ear, it was like, ooh, I don't like that. There's a possibility or an inkling that I may have just, just a little bit. Blown um, it. Made it made my wife feel like she wasn't honored and um because I do honor her and our marriage and our family. And so I say all that in really, you know, art you kind of you bring it to the forefront of like, ah, my wife's amazing and she is amazing. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to make sure that I am just always aware that like she is the one that I rely on. She's, we're doing life together. And so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I mean, but you guys understand, you understand that's a moment. And I believe what I said, and it's actually true, but my kids are listening to this. They're saying, yeah, dad believes that, but let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> let me tell you about some of the not so great moments. And those are there too, just like they are. And what are your kids, kids names? My son, David is uh David is married to Emily, and my son Josh is married to Rohana, and our daughter Becca is married to All right. Anthony. And they can leave a voicemail to correct anything you say. <laughs> yes. Let me Anchor, tell you the rest of the Anchor.fm slash BBB. I don't mean to mean what you said. Well, but no, Art, but not Art, are at all. you like, you, let's maybe say you weren't always as generous to your wife as you have been later in life? It's something you learned. Along the way, Are you putting words in Art's Monday, mouth. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a question. I guess it's a question because because it's it's a I I assume or I imagine it's a learning curve where you guys you know you're talking about how you didn't you you're weren't treating your wife or reacting to your wife a certain way, and that could be a lot of young dudes that just don't want to do that in the beginning of their marriage, but maybe later on, or maybe some they learn will get married in the near future. That could yeah. learn from it. Right. Scott. Yeah. Um, but that is something that you learn. It's not that you're not just like this great dude. That's like, Oh man, I just love my wife and I'm always praising her. Right. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah. not a hit against your character. I just, I'm just well, saying well, that's a question. Worthy of a hit. Shots fired. Shots <laughs> I don't fired, need anybody to hit my character. I do a fine, <laughs> yeah. I do a fine job of that myself. <laughs> well, uh, I was not there to hear the talk, but the first thing that struck me when you were describing that was it feels like there's definitely a combination of things that will impact how you as a man will treat your wife effectively. And some of it is learning on the job and some of it is learning from your parents, from your father, how he mm-hmm. treated your mother mm-hmm. as well. And I remember when we got married, uh, the back page of our program, we basically just dedicated 
well, not dedicated. That's not the right word. But we we honored our parents in that and just said, "A, you're both still mar- still married, which is not as common as it used to be. And B, you gave us a, a great um, example of of marriage in very different ways, but great examples for us to draw from and um, and realizing how much that has impacted us. It took a while to learn how to maybe employ <laughs> those lessons. We didn't come out of the gate knowing all that. Well, being able to apply all those things. But um, but yeah, I, I realized both, like I said, both of us realized that that is a gift that we can't repay yeah. other than trying to give it to our kids. I, I was playing golf with my dad one time. He had the worse golf swing than me even. My old man was a great dad. Oh, but, wait till you see you know, mine, was, man. <laughs> How close to Charles Barkley are we talking about? Yeah. Barkley would envy my dad's <laughs> golf swing. But, um, I mean, my old man wore, he never had a day, he didn't have grease under his nails, and he wore one of those funny snap-down-in-the-front British hats. Oh, yeah. Why it was white with grease marks on it, I'll never <laughs> yeah. know. And he wore suspenders and belt. I mean, he never, didn't have a clue about GQ. But I remember we were playing golf one day, just my dad and me, and he was on the tee box. And in the middle of his backswing, it just hit me. I said, Dad, stop. He goes, what? What's wrong? And I was overcome with what a truly great man he was. Mm. And I said, I just, it's just the two of us. I'm almost weeping. And I said, how am I ever going to repay you Mm. for the dad you've been to me? And his answer was, be a better one mm. and keep your marriage vows. <laughs> I mean, that was his answer. And I was that memory was sparked by what you just said, Andy, the debt we owe to those of us who are, for those of us who are fortunate enough to have great parents, yeah. we can never repay the debt except to be great parents and great husbands, and in our case, husbands and, and friends. Friends. You know? Well, yeah, future Future baby daddy. Better pay yeah. that. Better pay that <laughs> debt, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I've already told my kids that you know my my parents did a great job. But oh, I thought you were going to say Scott's waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? Oh, what is that? Sorry, sorry that was weird. Understand that. what's happening? That was weird. Yeah, we'll edit Very that weird. out. Yeah, please. That's been a while. <laughs> talking about Scott and your kids. You made it weird, Zach. You made it weird. No, uh, that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but the idea that my parents, you know, they've, they gave me their, I don't have wounds from them per se, mm. but the mm-hmm. word I'm going to use is wounds. Like they did the best they could and they definitely moved the ball forward from their parents who were also great in their own way. Yeah. And I'm confident that I'm moving the ball forward from what my parents gave me Yeah. also, but I've, I've told my kids, like, there's going to be wounds. You're going to look back and be like, oh, why did my parents do that? Or why did my dad do that? Or mm. say, teach me this thing in that way. And you, you might not feel it now because I'm still a hero. <laughs> like they, I put on, I put on the Foo Fighters, my hero during Father's Day. And they're like, you're right, dad, this is for you. And this is, the song was made for you. But uh, having said all that, like, they're going to have their own unpacking to do and they're going to take what we give them hopefully and run with it and make it better. And that's how I think in a, in a small slash big way, cosmically, that's ultimately, I feel like the world is on a trajectory that is growth. 
right now we might be in a little dip depending on a perspective, but I think the world is better for more people uh, today than it has been. And that's one of the ways it happens is people learning from their parents' mistakes. And- well, I do to add to that, I do like a, a uh, something you said last, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about working out and you're like hurting your muscles, but then they heal themselves and grow back stronger. And so you should hurt your children. Yeah, no, that's, but the, it, that's no. what he's saying. Yeah, Hurt your children so, yeah. and they'll grow back stronger. That's how every superhero origin story has started. <laughs> the song lyric is treat your children well, not beat your children well. You know? Jeff, what the hell's the matter with you, honestly? Uh, okay. Keep going. We'll, no, edit, come on, we'll keep... edit that out, I guess. Cats in the cradle, uh, man. N- no, I mean, you, the, you say like the society or the world or yes. whatever is going down a little bit. I mean, that could it can feel like that and maybe... Maybe it is. It could be the pain of progress that's right. happening right now. Right. It can be. And I mean, I'm in the middle. This never happened before. I'm in the middle of my classroom, public school classroom in state of California. And I had a, a girl in my class today go, in the name of Jesus. And I'm like, oh, hey, man, what's happening in my class right now? I'm like, that's never happened. So you know, she things- stood up and slapped a boy. <laughs> Right in the face. That's not, there guys, is a large Hispanic almost, population. You keep pulling away. Oh I my slap gosh, you in the no. slap you in the face in the name of Jesus. You guys, okay, I'm done talking. She All wasn't talking. Things are things what, are what was better being, than we think. What was being done in the name of Jesus? I'm I have curious. no idea. Me neither. Nothing good. I tell you what. I know Jeff's teaching style. Nothing good was happening. That's true. Man, you guys are on a roll, roll today. On okay. a roll. <laughs> All so right. back to beating your kids. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. There, there's a, there could be an argument that there's no progress without pain. That's the, yeah. Of some sort, yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. I would want to define. Now, that can get really tricky very quickly, but uh, there's a lot of problems today that are creative, be, created because we don't have like ex- existential crises to, to fight against. Like yeah. all of our needs are met. And so the, hum- the human- we create- Humanity crises. needs almost needs resistance to to push against, yeah. and so we will manufacture it. And in the moment, can feel very real, but it may not actually be existential. So yeah, uh, or, and and then progress in the future could mean giving up something today for future benefit. And a lot of people for like, a brighter tomorrow. Like me, are just like, no, I want boom, now. Boom, I want boom, boom. Yeah, satisfaction now. Just not willing to sacrifice today. Go ahead, Andy. Sorry. No, I just was doing the the more you know um, oh. theme song from the eighties. ABC. Who knows? One of those networks. Star. In the star that flew across dun, dun, the screen. Dun, 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 the yeah. more you know. Okay. Yeah. It was. It's, a, it's where like in between network shows and commercials, like a star from one of their shows would show up from NBC and yeah. be like. Turns out hitting your kids is bad. The more you know. <laughs> I was just talking to my daughter about this concept the other day, and to about condense, it, kids? condense it down, it was the really good ideas aren't actually that tough to come up with, but executing them and making them happen in real life is what is really hard, and that's the thing that separates people often in terms of just while well, we look at progression in whatever bucket you want to put the progression in, in terms of things that we see and experience on earth. 
And uh, and I think that kind of shocked her a little bit because I was like, any dumbass can come up, can stumble across a good idea. Like a hoverboard. <laughs> we should just have hoverboards. <laughs> yeah. We should just have them, right? Just, should, everyone has an electric car. Why just, not? I mean, just, just, have just go a, get one. We, I, we were promised jetpacks. But, uh, but actually turning that concept into a reality is is a huge differentiator and and she's got something that she's working on working through right now and it is a challenging thing for her and my encouragement was your diligence and your ability to see this through through to the end and stay like be steadfast hang in there it it will happen but you can't give up yep. and most most people give up on yep. the big things and that's why those potentially great ideas fizzle and never yeah. see reality. And that's why we have the 1% and we also have the 1% of the 1%. I, I have a phrase I use sometimes is there's always something good waiting for you on the other side of not giving up. Mm-hmm. And Ew. it's true. That deserves the more you know jingle right there. Dun, 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 and and nice. the not giving up could equal quote unquote pain. I mean, that that's why people Often. give up because they want to avoid the hardship or struggle pain or struggle that or they walk with they walk down the path and they're like and all the way down the path they're like if this if i you know fail here and there you know i'm going to be bankrupt or i'm going to lose friends or x y and z you just you know fill in the gap but yeah that's uh i mean that's why most people don't go cuz they walk down the road of of like what will this look like a month from now a year from now if I fail, it's all over. So they don't go. Yeah. They don't start at all. Huh? They don't start. They don't, they don't, yeah. Right. They don't start at all. I feel like you guys are talking about me starting a brewery. Hmm. Sounds well, like. Well, you did start. You had the idea. Yeah. I have the name. <laughs> and that's should, good enough. Should, I did it, guys. I think you should hop to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you good, are correct, sir. Oh, man. I you should kind of cracking beer glasses. Yeah. Start the brew. The cracking. Remember when we used to sample beers I made and talk about them? Yeah. That was weird. Mm. That was years ago. That was, they were good. Well, some of them were good. Some of them so, to, so <laughs> today I was talking. Be, or, can I pause you before we go off to change the subject? Because there is something that's, that stuck out to me. Go ahead. I think when we separate, uh, when we separate uh, this, this topic from in between, uh, Non, our concept of non-spiritual and spiritual things. I'm curious, going around the room, what some reactions are. It's a lot easier for me to attach the connection of the good idea and the hard work with an outcome that I I can imagine is worth the effort when it comes to real-world things. It's not always as easy for me to do that uh, in my own spiritual life, and I'll just I'll leave that term spiritual life vague for us to all kind of like call. Your mileage will vary. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to. But I am curious as we go along that because I feel like in my life it's probably I don't I don't feel like the scales are balanced between when I go this is hard and I'm gonna grind it out. Because I know that at the end, 
it's the right thing and the reward is worth it in my spiritual life. I don't do it the same as I would in my other, the, the, the rest of my life. Can you distill it? Can you rephrase it into a question that Jeff can understand? And by that, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me under the bus to protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it, maybe it's less of a question, more of, of like, here's an observation and react to the ob- observation, which is at work, I have things that I'm, I need to go after. I have goals that I'm trying to achieve and they feel very defined. And I've, in, and in my mind and in my heart, I've attributed value to those things. So whatever struggle is behind those, you know, you are, you are going to finish. You are going to go through that. And I've got hard milestones. Like there's tangible yeah, there's things. there's a definite mm-hmm. end. Like, so there's no question. The struggle is you real, you but hit you will I do have it. to deliver X by Y. Okay. Yeah. And if I deliver X by Y, I will gain Z. When I look at that in my spiritual in life, the formula is much more vague. And, gotcha. and I don't know if I look back at the track record that I can even put it into a formula mm. because that doesn't always, it doesn't always pan mm. out. Okay. In the, I I, this is Jeff gets it. Zach. Very interesting Dummy. that you're bringing this up because I actually I had this conversation with some guys this past week and they said, "What Jeff are you?" I would love to have a conversation with the Jeff, the Church Jeff, or or the you know the Jeff one on one Jeff. But Jeff work, I don't know if I want to hang out with uh, Jeff at work. But it really boiled down to, and they were just pointing this out. In the, um, are you bringing the kingdom into everything that you do? And so you're talking about things that we do, like we're doing this at work, but how I would define is how are we doing that? Are we doing it in a, a godly spiritual way? Cause you can drive home something in the corporate world, um, in a godly way and still get it done. And you can look at yourself in the mirror. Cause there's people who they're like, I'm going to like, I've experienced this recently with, you know, lenders where they're doing things and trying to pass stuff off that I'm like, you are not, there's no way you're a Christian. If you are your, your work, you yeah. is not a, is not the same. Office you. chat is different than church chat. Right. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll condense it down into like a really simple statement. Reading the Bible every single day is a really good thing to do. And it's really effing hard. As long as you read it the way I read it. For me, it's really hard to do. And I'm not, I'm not sure I can count uh, or quantify the benefit. Okay. I know, I know it's generally good, but when it gets when it gets hard or it's easy to prioritize stuff away from that, you don't because the benefit isn't so tangible, you do that less. But we're talking you about give up quicker. But we're talking about this idea that we as humans need to exercise the muscle to like exhaust it and actually damage it in order for it to grow, right? In yep. order for it to heal and strengthen. And well, I, we're damaging when we say damage it, we da- oh. don't get lost in the metaphor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, don't, don't follow it too, because it, too Because closely. it could work if we say we're damaging our cell, like our natural sinful cell. Sure. The exhaust. Or, the exhaust. or yeah, make it stronger. Sure. Yeah. You kind of get where I'm going though. Like yeah. that, that general concept applies. So it is, 
it is it may it may be painful in some ways. I don't want to get up in the morning. I don't want to read my Bible. I want to sit on my ass or I want to sleep in a little bit and drink some coffee and then maybe look at my phone for a little bit and then I gotta go to work. That's what sounds nice. Or even to have a, a healthy spiritual practice that you know you need, it's gonna take time away from things that are legitimately good, like your kids and your wife. Um, even if it's just for a few moments. And so you avoid doing the thing that will make you spiritually, ultimately yeah. it's going to make you a better husband, a better person, maybe even a better lover, but, uh, <laughs> not possible. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Hey, we're not told all you on she's top wonderful. <laughs> we will expect the feedback from Brenda next week. I can hear her laughing from me. <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> I want feedback from your wife. That would be incredible. Psst, psst. Not Bef- necessarily about that. Before I before I drove over here, did you just com- pss, pss, me? Yeah, I did. Before I drove over here, I was in a conversation with my oldest son Christian and my wife, and we were talking about what it is to like people who evangelize what and they're out man? on the streets and they're ta- you know you know you're all going to hell if you don't accept. And we're we're like okay, there's some I. In the conversation, I'm like, the next time I see that person, I'm going to have a conversation with that person. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. Like, so tell me, like, what is this doing for you or for others? Like, are, is the, you know, and just to get in a conversation with them. But ultimately, coming to the consensus, I'm going to say, of like, it's not about telling people about Jesus and like, I've got to save these people. There's live that life and people will notice the mystery and the strangeness of you and be like, why are you so happy? It seems like we're in turmoil and you have good positive energy and what is going on? It's like, well, I'm glad you can read your Bible every single day and be happy about it, Jeff. I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I don't have it either. I struggle with that. I struggle reading the Bible every day. But Jeff is is so holy and he can... And he can no, do that. that. No, I'm not saying that's. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not using myself as the example. Did you actually talk to that, or is that ongoing? That person. Did no, you no, have the no. conversation? He's saying he we, want, He's saying he's, he's ready to confront my, somebody. No, we were just generally bringing up the idea because Tony and gotcha. I had seen my wife and I had seen somebody in San Diego right in front of us. It was, we were on a we were at a restaurant in mm-hmm. San Diego, and he's literally got his big old yeah. boom box and he's got his microphone and he's like, just he's, he's going to town and you know, you're going, you're going to go into hell if you're not blah, blah. And we started to talk about that. And my son said, ah, oh, that, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. Or when someone says you're going to go to hell, if you don't, you know, say the prayer or accept, you know, accept Jesus in your life right now. It's like, yeah, the person with the microphone screaming it and yeah. the person living it and doing life with you will impact you, in my opinion, a thousand times more. Okay. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I get, I get then it. Then scree- the street screecher or whatever. Ooh, screecher. Screecher, yeah. I like that. That's and better. Typically, they're probably not going to want a conversation right. with anyone. They're just going to keep saying over and but over. To Andy's, yeah. to Andy's um, statement... It's or easy just to yell idea. on a corner versus actually do life and engage. Uh, well, I, I don't know, but I'm the really the to add to you know Andy's idea. 
it's like we're not seeing we may not see results because mm. we're not living in a corporate world with Jesus. We're like we're yeah. doing this life and living a spiritually Holy Spirit filled life. I mean, that's the hope. How we get there is is unique to everybody, I think. Well, and and, and not having an end there's no end goal in Christianity, spiritual growth. There's no like I'm, I'm going to like read like, once I reach this point. I don't know uh, about ooh, that. Is there, uh, we should, uh, we, can we, we, par- can we park on that for a second? Sure. That's now, an interesting idea. Let me just idea. give an analogy. Okay. So uh, my, uh, one of my baseball coaches. A man had an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, <laughs> one of my baseball coaches talked about um, your, your growth as a, you know, baseball player. And he, like, let's say you go out and you, you spend uh, you know, you do your practice, you know, you do your regular practice, right? But let's say you, you stay 15 minutes later yeah. and you take, you know, 30 more ground balls. How much better did you get? 30 more. 30, 30, right. 30 more. But what is that in the grand total? You, you, you might not be able to quantify it specifically, but let's say it's 2% better. You got 2% better at okay. taking ground balls, but there's, is there, a, is there an end goal of like being the better at taking ground balls? No, you want to, you want to, you want to co- constantly be better at fielding ground balls and throwing to first base. So there's okay. no like end. Just continue to move like, towards Jesus. Like even the pros, even pro baseball players, they take extra batting practice. They take extra fielding practice. Cause Cooper, let's, let's like, say you no get, days off. Let's like, say you get two percent better on that specific day. You're right. The next day, it's almost like that two percent better is on a whole new it's exponential. Right, it frame, compounds, so it never ends. And that's what they say about Kobe Bryant. Like he, yeah, Kobe. Like he was work. He worked harder than anybody else, even though he probably had a, the most talent of anybody. But he's he wasn't the if, if if we say Kobe was the best. Let's just say he wasn't the best because he had the most talent. He had to also work harder than anybody yeah. else, but Kobe Bryant still he made incremental improvements towards being the best basketball player that he could be. Let's just say. All right. Yeah. All right. You respond to this. A lot of things have been said. Kobe Bryant was a great warrior. I think. Uh, well, yeah. Well, he was on I'm, the Lakers. I'm oh, getting a little. Right? I'm getting yeah. a little teary eyed. <laughs> I was streaming. I was getting. <laughs> You mean like an emotional warrior? <laughs> nice, Scott. No. Yeah. No, I meant what Scott thought I meant. <laughs> I know. I was trying to. I was trying to let you I out mean, of that one because you're in Laker country, buddy. I know where I am. <laughs> if only he found. If he practiced harder at finding helicopter pilots, but continue. All right. Ouch. Dang. Ouch. Hey. Okay. Too, I'm gonna, I'm too gonna, soon. Is it too soon? Because I can soon. go worse than that. It's too, no, oh, we're not. It's still, oh, still too I've soon. I've got one that can go worse. No, not uh, cause Andy to punch me in the face. I will punch you in the face. <laughs> I don't know. I think there are. I think there are. In my experience, there are equivalents to at work. You have these goals. You get rewarded for them. You get unrewarded if you don't reach them. And so you're sort of motivated. Motivated by that. You're motivated by the progress. Feels tangible. Yeah. Oh, I got from A to B. Now I can go from B to C. And yeah. But I think there are versions of that, at least in my experience. For instance, simp- I'm a quitter, and I've always been a quitter. When it got hard, I quit. If I naturally could do it, I kept going. But any time there was something difficult, 
junior high, high school, as far back as I can remember, I quit. I've done that. Instead of yeah. pushing through. Yeah. So now uh, in my Christian life, the fact that I don't quit feels like a huge accomplishment and reward. I think, doggone it, it didn't go that well, but at least I didn't quit. I carried through. I followed through. We didn't quit this relationships, this relationship, or I finished that book, or whatever it might be. So it's kind of a pretty low bar, but for me, it's a really high bar. Can you unpack what do you mean by, like, don't quit? Like, every single thing in your Christian life that you started out to do, whatever the task or topic was that you completed it? Or are you saying, like, I didn't stop being a Christian? No, I don't. I don't mean to imply that. I definitely have not yeah. completed. And, but that I don't quit now more often than I do. Yeah, I guess maybe that's yeah. the... And I used to only quit. Well, and also once you figure out Calvinism, you need to quit and move on to something better. Correct. Yeah, or you don't Cor- quit. You stay correct. with it no matter how and unreasonable those it seems. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, it was God's will that you Hey, where are my reform people at? Yeah. Hit us up. Come on. Come back at us. Well, I was predestined to quit. No <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, a choice. I was created born, for quittiness. Born quitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all I'm trying to illustrate is yes and no. Yes, I hear I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Is that you never complete because you're always. But you, the tangible. You, you gain hard. something, and Jesus steps back and, and says, "Take another step." Well, would you relax for a second so I can arrive someplace? Right. And Paul says, "Like strive still more." Like he's push, like constantly pushing. I feel like if you yeah. answer one of life's deep questions, like I'll say answer in bunny quotes, but often it just illuminates like, oh, there's four more questions. It's like wa- like right. watching Lost. It's like, oh God, here we go again. But yep. you're invested Lazy. in it and it's just like, it's fruitful and it, Jeff Jeff looked raring to speak, so I, I will defer. Well, no, I think Art, Art had more. That's enough for now. No, I'm oh, see, I'm, okay. I'm giving my I'm ceding my time to Jeff. No, I do. I I'm gonna affirm what what Art's saying. Of just about you feel like there's an accomplishment, and I've I mentioned before, and I've mentioned so many times. Like really, my my faith is the nucleus is. I mean, I, I, you know, with Jesus is is my marriage and my family, and I really. I mean, if you have a family, if you have a marriage, then it's hard to not say that like this is the the center point for everything and if this uh I'm trying to remember the the pastor um he's in New York but he said you know if if your marriage is 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 functioning well then that just it bleeds out into everything else mm-hmm. bleeds in it, a good way and if it's not it it just destroys everything <laughs> and and so in that, I mean, my wife and I, having run several, you know, marriage eight-week courses and having run a marriage retreat and, and just listening to, to couples, it's like, if that's not functioning really well, then everything else doesn't work. And, and so mm-hmm. when I think of, like if I thought of my marriage as like we're a, a corporate juggernaut, like we're functioning well and everything else is easy. And like I can come back home. We're and- destroying these other couples. <laughs> Look at us monopolizing the couple market right now. 
we've we've uh, closed down at least seventeen or eighteen other marriages. <laughs> like quitters. They were has, quitters. Everyone has their individual marriage bucket, and if somebody's marriage is doing better than yours, it takes out of yours. It's like well, everything's connected. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you're dominating. Yeah, man. We, we're paying dividends this year. Uh, but all that to say is, yes, I think there is. We can quantify like our our Christian walk um, based off, at least I can. I think my wife would agree that like we can look at this and be like, okay, we're, we're scoring goals here and things are good um, there. And we can bounce it off the fact that we can say this is good because there have been times that, it, that it hasn't been good. Like you can't have, can't have good without mm. evil. Dude, what you just said, I know we've talked about it a couple of times previously. You should have but called him bro. It's more appropriate. Bro. Dude, bro. That that phrase, how we love others is how we love God, feels like it's very pertinent based on what you're describing there because oftentimes I think, at least I I personally will will take a definition of spirituality as being like very introspective and very like inwardly focused. Mm meaning I need to go off in a place and spend time with God alone. And we will connect deeply and secretly and privately, and it'll be special. But, but when, I was, when a friend of mine said that to me 15 years ago, how we love others is how we, is how we love God, my first reaction was like, that's wrong, no. And then my second and third and fifth and tenth reaction was like, ah. He might be right. He might be onto something. It is, and that's actually a Bible verse. That if we say if we say we love, wait, are you are you about yeah. to quote scripture? On I was, I was going. Beer? I couldn't find it, but it's just essentially that's what it says. Is that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, right. If we yeah. yeah, but what you're describing, Jeff, is you're describing your spirituality through relationships, and so if your spirituality cannot be separated from the way that you love and know God. And if that is directly tied to how you are loving others, it makes sense that the first group of people in your circle, various circles that you should love would be your family. Absolutely. And at the very edge of that is that asshole on the soapbox in San Diego yelling at people, <laughs> screeching at them. <laughs> He's the last one. Which we, you could probably argue is not evangelism. No. You could, yes, probably, you could say that, it, but be confident in saying in it's Jesus not evangelism. In Jesus' defense, he would go after that person and you'd be like you were you were hanging out with the guy who was yelling at people telling them they might be going to hell huh oh uh, no he didn't that invite that guy to dinner that Wait, guy might i think that guy's yeah, a pharisee say that again oh, okay well yeah well, like, maybe look at the wait whoa, <laughs> that, whoa. I, I, I'm so, I'm, oh. were you saying that jesus didn't sit with the pharisees at all he didn't like them he would i i would i would make the argument that oh, jesus here we go i would make the argument that nice. jesus preferred i like this other sinners over the Pharisees. Now, okay, r- real quick, I will say preferred spending time. Yeah, we might be getting. Art, you can okay. correct me. I think you talked about this a little oh, bit. I correct you on the on the left. Learn from you. Spending time with. Oh, wow. Wait from Zach. Can, can we Wait. just Art make timestamp really? that? Forty three minutes, eighteen seconds. We're gonna cut that out Got it. and replay that into eternity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you were talking about the people that Jesus surrounded himself or did fellowship with. and How many you, Pharisees did he go to dinner maybe with? Maybe you can speak about it. But I do know there, 
there are um, there there regardless None. of the examples, he amongst his followers were rev- like who what, what most people would call a terrorist in their day. Um, tax and feels extreme. Tax collector. Terrorist and, just feels inaccurate. Well, Simon the Zealot. The zealots. Zealot yes. wanting to Word. destroy the overarching government that they we were call under. them Democrats now. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, leaving that one alone. Um, I'm kidding. Wait, Zach, you don't want to speak bad about Democrats? That's kind of weird. Okay. Sorry. Secret Democrat here. Sorry. Zach, secret Democrat. But what you were saying, Andy, is a good let's ping pong that whiskey ice cube to art, um, like the people Jesus engaged with and Nicodemus related to what Jeff was saying. I'm just called you Scott again. Anyway, don't do that. What's, what's the ping pong that you're sending to art? I don't know. What do you, what do you, what's on your mind? Art? Like, so, we're talking about who, dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah. Who Jesus hung out with. Go. Well, it's like we were talking earlier. We had dinner together earlier, earlier and uh, fish tacos, man, that was good. That's the first time I had whole foods, whole food, they were great. Whole food fish tacos. I'm not clear what you had, but it sounds great. But I just threw we were up talking a about like how the importance of diversity and um, freedom of thought. I think that was the context mm. for, and how how could we miss the fact that Jesus actually set up his, he chose his twelve, to where they were so diverse and almost incompatible mm-hmm. that he's he's modeling the value. That he has a freedom of thought, free thinking people. They had to have free thinking converse, conversations, dangerous conversations, risky conversations, and he—that's who he chooses to walk forward with. And I think our context was how, di- at least I was feeling, how disappointing it is when we see groups of Christians or churches that tend to be so afraid of that that they make it not allowed. You're not allowed to be a free thinker or to question or to uh, challenge anything. How can you miss the model that Jesus set up where that absolutely had to happen and he chose people in such a way that it was guaranteed to happen and it wasn't always going to be very comfortable. And I think I've said before, maybe even one of the previous times I was here, that Jesus looks at that kind of diversity and then says, if you can love one another, then all people will Mm. know that you're my disciples. Yeah, because the yeah um, so the zealous I think like that's the what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. He set it up to where yeah. you had to be able to think freely and love people who thought differently than you, and actually learn from the people with whom you disagreed. Yeah, um, we don't get anything from the Bible, but uh, wait, say that again. Can you start that over? Let me finish. <laughs> yes, that's all I was going to say. We don't get anything from the Bible. All right, guys, see you later. <laughs> Bros, Bibles, and beer. We don't get anything unless we read it every day for 30 minutes a day. Yeah. The way Scott reads it. Which I, I already said I, I struggle to read it. I don't read it every day. We don't get anything from, we don't get a lot of context from the Bible with like the interactions of the disciples. Like thinking about some of the knockdown drag out late nights that Scott and I have had. Can you imagine like you got a, the Jewish tax collector and then Simon the Zealot and all the different demographics within Jesus disciples, like if they were actually like living and moving together, there must've been some crazy arguments. It's not like, Oh, yeah. oh we're just moving together and everything is flowers. Like, yeah. There's no way it was like so much color to that. Well, and they, even, they even argued about like, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom and pulled and their like, mother into it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're, 
No, they're, don't talk about my mother. <laughs> my they're mother human. Yeah, they're human. And yeah, and Jesus, yeah, Jesus didn't pick a homogenous from Jesus didn't pick from a, a homogenous group. He yeah, that that wasn't the point. How much though oh, it does feel like this point in history we've been the church is getting sucked into maybe the most uh, echo chambery culture that exists. And the church itself is a microcosm of, of a general pattern that exists in society. Again, technology probably helps foster this activity or this behavior more than it has ever been able to do. But we, we have algorithms that are designed to show us what we want to hear and what we want to see. And so that permeates into our lives and it's permeating into the church as well. And what you've described is it shows up in ways that like I'm going to tie previous episodes together. It shows up in ways that we feel a little nervous when someone asks a question they're not supposed to ask. I I think that works both ways though with, with the, with the technology, I think the, with the access to information, I think each individual has more of a responsibility to be informed about things than previous generations. Uh, that assumes that it's a level playing field and that nothing is influencing the techn- the information that you have access to, though. Well, yeah, I mean, if we're going to get into like uh, social media companies and algorithms and stuff, okay, sure, but but people have access to the internet. Um, and when it comes to churches and where people want to go to church and then also churches uh, putting out a certain type of people that they're looking for, like if they're going to, if so like if they're going to put out a doctrinal statement, like, hey, this is our statement of faith and this is what we believe, or they belong to a certain denomination, that just belonging to a certain denomination is going to weed out a whole bunch of people. Like if you, if you're a prod, if you belong to a Protestant denomination, automatically you're going to, you're going to weed out like just, let's just say all Catholics. Or if you're a Catholic church, you're going to most likely weed out all all Protestants. I I I hear what you're saying. I'm not trying to argue that piece. There, there's an understanding that people have aligned sets of beliefs and and that is a thing, but it it is, what is the reaction when a, a belief is questioned in a, in an open-handed way. Like Matt DiStefano told the story of going to his pastor and saying, Hey, I just learned about this thing. Can you tell me about it? And his pastor basically just shut him down and told him, shut up. Don't ask those kinds of questions. Right. And so, so that'd be a, that'd be a thing. Okay. So you, which is rejection of any, even, even the thought to engage in, let's talk about this thing. And, and, and I was, I'm trying to show that this is a pattern we, we generally see in society, which has been fuel on the fire via technology. Hey, I just want to, I, I don't want to question my thing. I want to pile on. Can I, I wanna, play a little clip? Yeah, do it. And we can see what happens. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh, cool. Zach did not pay for commercial free access. Sorry. Just, uh, my, just company, my company did that to you. It, oh, that was a wayward thumb. Oh, no. 
Carry on a wayward thumb. And uh, yeah. yeah. Ready? Not many people are. Folks out, they cause trouble. I'm almost gonna say I'm about to the place. I am to the place. I'm to the place right now. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. Was that Greg Locke? You can get out, you demon. You can get out, you baby butchering election thief. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. All right, hold on. That's enough. Oh. Wait, hold on get mad all you want to. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you throw tomatoes, praise God. I'm about to throw a microphone up in his house. CNN can eat my dirty socks. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You cannot. Somebody say yeah, amen. It might, it might be a different... CNN can eat my but, dirty socks. But that one, that one's easy. Like, that. that's comically ridiculous. Right. But he also has a huge following and was on Trump's religious advisory team. That, for that reason, for that reason, specifically with evangelicals, he gets a lot of evangelical support because of that type of language. Yes. But, but I'm just imagining... Somebody like that, if the disciples, how diverse were they? If they held their, somehow Jesus cultivated this following where people that were would diamet- say that. diametrically, diametrically opposed or mattressly, whatever I was going to say, diametrous, yes. uh, we're reaping dividends now. Um, <laughs> it's good whiskey, <laughs> but uh, somehow like if, if that personality that holds those beliefs some of the disciples held beliefs that were strong like that, but they held them in a way that was like, not that. Does that make sense? Loose, held, held them loosely? A little bit. Like The, the, the disciples probably... I, I, I don't know where the disciples hold things loosely in there's general. something about the man Jesus that was like, but, well, we, Jesus, we might hate each other in normal life, but we're with this guy. Right. So, we, yeah. And we'd have to figure out, okay, what is he talking about where we we have to lay down our beliefs that doesn't and that doesn't happen until after the resurrection like they're they're because even even like peter he's he arguing with jesus all the way up to the point of the of the crucifixion uh where 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 jesus is predicting his crucifixion and peter's I don't know like what we're talking about anymore yeah i was i was trying to add I lost to the it thread. Maybe I got a lot when I was looking for that clip. I was trying to add to what you were saying, Andy. Forgive me if I derailed it, but uh, that's okay. I look at that and that's a strong example, and I think that's an easy one to react to. Mm-hmm. And I think it tends to be a representation of the exception. What is probably more pervasive throughout Christianity in the West is the spoken or more likely unspoken. Hey, this is kind of what we believe, and this is safe, and don't rock the boat. That that's the piece. Like that guy, it's crazy. We say don't rock the boat. Now let's sing the next worship song, worshiping the ultimate boat rocker. <laughs> Can you keep mm-hmm. talking that's, on that. I'm listening. That's the crazy thing to me. I couldn't laugh at that. It's a little sad, right? I, I was grieving. It's dark. That. It was funny. I mean, I. Eventually, might get around laughing at it. I mean, they can eat my dirty socks or whatever. For a guy who doesn't wear socks, it's irrelevant. <laughs> but as a pastor, I'm thinking, damn it, I have to contend with that crap. 
and reassure people that are not going to come through the doors into a community of people that will bless their lives no matter what they believe because we understand kindness and civility and thoughtfulness and 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 reasonable doubt and critique we're centered around this what this bible teaches us about this person of jesus but i have to contend with that and that keeps people away from Mm. a good and loving community regardless of what people end up believing and that pisses me off as a pastor yeah and it ticks me off i'll calm down a little bit why i was hoping that's the easiest way to raise money there is yeah catastrophizing and being an extreme non-thinking unchecked almost unaccountable yeah there's no gray. It's either this or that. It's turbocharging the echo chamber. I'm all for passion. Yeah, I like the passion and it, the excitement and the strong convictions and beliefs. But that's that's it, painful. So it feels like you, there's a little bit of ego and pride, and I need to say this to protect my worldly, material, life. But, but would you exclude him from fellowship? Um, that's not my call, is it? Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, when I say to him, you're not welcome in my church? Is well, he the type or do you mean, is well, he excluded from the you fellowship with him? I, I mean, that's just kind of... I would feel obligated to at least try. Is he the type of person... That's that's the, the challenge of, of Jesus, is that he he did dine with Roman centurions, the same and prostitutes, and prostitutes, and, and even Pharisees. Did he, though? I think so. How many so. Pharisees? Think so? Don't ask me. I think there's a, no. I think he goes into a Pharisee's house, but but he there chal- was some pizza but, on the counter. And no, he took but, a little least, bit. but the he same challenges. He, he okay. I and mean, this is this is this is the distinction that it always has to be made with Jesus. It, he doesn't accept people just for what they are. He he always challenges them according to the law of God. Like he's he's always challenging people. You don't he, you don't get a free pass. He doesn't accept them for what they are, but he always accept, accepted them where they were. Right, but 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 you. But let's but, move. But, let's yeah. move from here to there. But it doesn't say, oh yeah, just stay there. No, you, no. you're fine it's where always you are. An, it's always you're a prostitute. In, oh, you just be. It's always oh, keep being a prostitute. No, he it, doesn't say it's that. It's always yeah. an invitation. It's always an invitation right. into the kingdom. It's always an invitation to. Like I see you, but the kingdom is not just fellowship. That like that's not the kingdom. The kingdom is, is it is fellowship, but it's also obedience. And there there's something that you give up when you come to the kingdom. You don't get just you don't just get to come to the kingdom how you are and get to stay there. And Jesus never does yeah. that. Jesus never does that with people. But if you're coming in, if you are invited and you you walk into the kingdom spiritually in your mind, your soul, whatever it is. If you've taken that step, you're there's some change that has occurred Mm. physiologically, psychologically, something has happened. And so there there's you. Yeah. But you say like, Oh, you can't just come into the church and hang out in the church and just why not? Why? Because there's a piece of being in the church, like physically in our church, where we're sitting there and people are, they are speaking encouragement but, but to it's us. But it's not physically, it's not physically being in the church. That's irrelevant. It's where <laughs> it's you- It's not in, irrelevant. No, no it's, it's where you are spiritually. Jesus doesn't invite people 
to come in to the kingdom of God. He doesn't say you got to come in here and be this way. When, okay, we're we're not we're not talking about like immediately magically you change how like you change your behavior magically all of a sudden, but you can't come into the kingdom of God and stay the wretched sinner that you are. He's he's always challenging people to be obedient to the kingdom of God. They don't get, you don't because you, how long do I get? Because well, You're, yeah, because because you, you as a sinner, you have room to grow. Yeah, yeah, you There's as a, more space to be better. God wants more out of you. Yeah, because you as a sinner, why would you think that you individually? You're just you're good the way you come in. Jesus invites. Why would you think that? That's Jesus so, that's like, invites us into His kingdom. Yes, to sit and sometimes rest and sometimes listen and learn, yeah. and at some point in our own time. In God's time, we we do move in some way or fashion into understanding, even if it's just one minute little mustard seed. I don't think you guys yeah, are arguing. Yeah, I actually I, yeah, don't not, think. You, I think you guys about, are. I'm not agree. talking about a magical Wait. moment. You step through some doors and you're changed magically. Wait, Scott, I'm not Scott, talking Scott. about that. I, I love Narnia. No, but you are. You, you <laughs> yeah, have the wardrobe. You Scott. are. You are meant. You are talking about negating somebody. How am I doing that? You're saying you don't get to just be here. I, no, I know. No, yes, you no, are. No, no. So I'll, let, I'll have the court reporter read. No, it back. Yeah, so let me, let me, so let me, let me. Scott, are you in fact seeing red right now? Let me, let me, let me run it back. <laughs> it's not let let me Scott. run it back. That that Jesus invites everyone into the kingdom, but be. The examples we have over and over of Jesus interacting with people, he doesn't just he doesn't go, "Hey, however you are, that's 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 great." Stay he's that always way. he's always challenging yeah. people to Abs- be obedient absolutely. to and the law I, of God. And Scott, True. Scott, Scott, I got you. I, I don't think. Oh, do you? No, I, I've I was got talking you. to Jeff. I have one more example. No, I know this is great. This We're is all in the great. same room. So, just. <laughs> When I see my, uh, I'm just glad it's not directed at me right now. When I see my son's <laughs> baseball team, I might be, I, 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 when I, I see my son's down, baseball team, loud. there's a couple people sitting on the bench. There's the starters who are out. Let's just call it living the G, like. Let's just call them the better kids. Just following. <laughs> Which Christ. is true. That, that, that but is the true. the kids on the bench, the kids on the bench Sinners. that are going nowhere, <laughs> that are going nowhere, or at least they're not starters. That's where Jesus is sitting. He's sitting on the bench with those, okay, those kids. Okay, shut up. I think you guys. No, you guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys are not arguing with each other. I, you're having I, two I, separate conversations. I can totally sum this up, and I can make. You, I can show you how you're saying the same thing. It's going to fall short, but go ahead. It isn't. I think we should take a break and go take a ride in the Fiat. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Okay. There's no substitute to the Fiat. Scott is not saying the sinner is not welcome in church. Scott is saying the sinner doesn't get a sit and sin. Sh- in shut church. the hell up. <laughs> Damn it. Well, you almost Jeff. said Scott. I know I did because we always say shut it's up. It's so natural. It's so natural. It is. Scott is saying this guy has a legacy. <laughs> Scott is saying we're not going to edit that. Jesus. Out. Jesus doesn't want you to sit and stay stagnant Amen. in your sin. Amen. And Jeff, you agree with that. Scott, am I am I paraphrasing you correctly? Yeah, let's go yes. around the room real and quick. And so what yeah, he I think wants, we'd all agree with and that. so what he wants you to do is he wants you to recognize you are welcome as a sinner, and Jesus wants you to move beyond that. 
And that, and that is every Christian that comes to Christ is saying they are sick. They need a savior. That's how, well, that's, well, that's how it Agreed. should be. That no one is, no one comes to Christ because they think they're righteous. They come to Christ because they're not righteous. They're sick and they need a savior. They need his righteousness. So, so it's not a point of bragging. So Scott, it's saying, I am sick. What's I the, can't do it. What's the stopwatch I'm for, for a sinner? Well, so that, so that depends. And it could be different for each person. Like how long can I go to... What, what's 17 your, minutes. How long can I go to Living Water and... Uh, I just want to be there with you guys your are, gay partner, your gay, your married, uh, same-sex partner. I let's just gonna, say, let's, I was go, gonna use, let's go to the extreme. Uh, I was going to use heroin. Okay, like I like okay, to do so heroin, heroin every oh, yeah. Sunday in your church, but we well, can go, uh, well, in the church. We, we can do a different gay. story. Okay, but, fine. But yeah, fighting. Did you say we could do okay, gay? Fine. Yes. Okay, stop, fine. Stop. 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 We are talking over each other. This is <laughs> shitty podcasting, and we need to be better. So I'm going to pause us and one podcasting, one at a time, right? In spurts. One at okay, a time. So, so, okay, so Zach, if, if, Thousand points if we go, if we go with your question, is there, is it an, are you saying it's an, it should be an infinite amount of time? That wasn't my question. Well, no, but, but, but if, if that if, was mine, but if you're going to put it, if you're going to put it on me, like, no, I'm uh, not, I'm not. I actually agree. I think you and where Scott and I would disagree and all of us would have a little disagreement is like, yes, come all of us agree with the sinner's the, the point of Jesus is sinners, like restoring people and healing. Right. And there might be disagreement on how that's done. Some churches, it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're gay, come and, and uh, be here. You're welcome. But if you want to serve coffee and people know you're gay, you can't do that. Like some churches are like, no, be involved in everything, you know, like, so there's going to be a different line. And I use gay because to a lot of, I don't hold this view personally, but to most Christians, the LGBTQ uh, I plus, or I'll just say some here. I, caveat w- yeah. would say, would say like, you know, that's something that God views as sinful, but most Christians would also say, yeah, come to church. Like, please come to church. Right. So right. we would all just disagree on like what level you could, you could be at church or be involved. Yeah. But, 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 but I, most Christians but, a, apart from some of the more drastic ones would would be against. So I'm agreeing with you that the, come to Jesus. I'm agreeing with the the broad spectrum of what you were saying. I'm not arguing against that. Yeah. So I think I, most I guess, of us would agree. I think I guess to ask, ask the question, okay, um, if you know a, a dude that just, let's say, let's say it's Thursday. I don't know. Let's just say hypothetically, it's Thursday. Sunday is coming. Thursday, you know a dude, he's married, but he, he went, on Thursday night or Friday night, he went and had sex with a prostitute. It's adultery, at least. Right. At the very least, it's adultery. Not to mention bad stewardship. <laughs> right. Correct. With this money, right. Because prostitutes these days can be expensive with COVID and all. Jesus. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, but would you say Sunday? Masks, Jeff. <laughs> Shut up. Keep going. Would, would you say, hey, that dude on Sunday, hey, hey, serve the coffee, man. Go, go serve in children's ministry. Yeah. This is where, the, the like, ru- like, would you, yeah. like, would you be okay with that? I like. So at some point, no, when we're on, talking about Scott, sin, Scott, Scott, no, uh, you're, you're filibustering a little bit because you just asked me a question and then you okay, went on so, to keep sorry, teaching. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Um, this is where the rubber meets the road, where there would be, like, when you know the person, it, there, there's a. 
there is a process of like, oh, you're, you are involved in church, but you are doing this thing out there that is not love and that is harmful for your family. And is it, even if not yet, it is planting the seeds of destruction in your family. I am not arguing at all against like nipping that in the bud and, or confronting, turning the tables, whatever metaphor you want to use. Like I'm not, I don't know. I was barely in this conversation. I'm not saying nothing matters and everyone's welcome. It doesn't matter what you do. That's not healthy. And I think most people recognize it's not healthy. What draws people to, I think Jesus, there is this like piggybacking a little bit, Jeff, when you're saying, when you recognize perfect acceptance, perfect forgiveness, love, shamelessness, all while recognizing the wounds you've created in yourself and in other people, that can have a profound effect on you and be life-changing. And it can be muddy in the middle where there, there is that you, you keep doing these patterns of badness, let's just say, but yet you keep coming to church. There, there is that middle ground. It's like, I don't know what the answer is because it's, your mileage will vary in this situation. But, 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 but that's my point is, are, are you saying like perfect love and acceptance and forgiveness? So the person that does that, I'm kind of picking a, an extreme example. Right. Like the person that's, the dude that's going to go out and, and see, have sex with a prostitute a couple of days before church, are you going to go, hey, yeah, just come in and yeah, just, just serve however, okay. you know, you feel. So, but like what? The answer is no. What did Jesus do with his, with his, with his, the apostles, he gave diff like, I want you, like, do this. You do this. You two do this. And be and there's like they're learning something from that and he knows like i'm going to put you in this position or i'm going to have you do um you know this work and and then they don't know what it's for it's kind of like leaving like hey let's do this and then hey make sure you do this it's like what was that for it's like hey for the next people that are coming through. so so the qualifications for an elder or a bishop are to be, you know, a husband of, of one wife and have your, I don't your kids. Think, I think you're what? arguing against no, no one right no, now. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, well, I'm giving a, no, because we're going back to what you said. Hey, if, if someone who is a, My point a, is a, a homosexual would... couple and, and they want to serve in the church, hey, no, just that let wasn't them. the argument. The argument. Oh, no, it's not, it's not argument, but that was the example that you gave. The, no, the example was different. There's going to be different metrics on what is acceptable uh, right, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm addressing. You're, I think I, I'm addressing my, that specifically. My metaphor got distracting to you, and I don't want to do that. I know, but 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 we. If if you're gonna say that people who are actively in, engaged in sin can just serve in the church without the church leadership saying, no. "Hey, maybe I'm agreeing maybe, with you. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't allow this person to do this, like to serve." I have, a, I have I have a friend. I have a, a close friend that cheated on his wife years ago, if I knew that person that, that was involved with church, if I knew that it was going on, it, I would have been a fool to be like, yeah, well, that's just, you know, he's going to do what he does. And to let that slide, knowing that it was creating a path of destruction that might be insurmountable for him and it could damage the image of the church or what, all that other stuff, that's unacceptable. It has to be addressed. 
That's what it seems like you're saying, though. So I just I'm, I'm trying to clarify that. that. No, we'll go, we'll go ahead. I'm not hearing that. No, because I, I hear be, you saying that would be a very unloving friend of me. I, it would be, I'd be terrible. And happen yeah. when I saw him moving toward destruction. Right. What loving friend would not try to intervene? Right. And even say it's actually there's not because some church rule that if you you know did whatever you did on Thursday night and come to church that you can only serve coffee or can't serve coffee. We don't even need to get to the church rule. It's not in your best interest or your family's mm-hmm. best right. interest for me to encourage this duplicity in some way. I want to encourage instead health. And I don't want to encourage you to do anything as an usher or a greeter or a coffee server or a street sweeper for the church, whatever, that would give you the impression that you can keep moving toward destruction without us trying to intervene for you. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I think I hear them saying they agree with you. Well, I, I heard I heard Zach art like giving a rebuttal against Do you want what I'm a fight, Scott. <laughs> well, no, 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 because because what I'm because when I talked to, when I, I said something and Zach's response was, Oh, this person who is I doing distracted this you. I thing. Hey, no, but 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 that's the example you gave, Scott, and, and so that's what I was trying to get Scott, at. Is that, are we going to have a conversation? Retract, or I, I, I was I was trying to respond directly. No, to right what now you we're said not having a conversation because you, you're interrupting me, no, Scott. Right now you're seeing red a little bit. I'm not. I'm I'm calm. Okay. <laughs> I like we're agreeing with you in principle. We what, would disagree I, on the details. What we we I guess we'd have to go go back to it, but that. But go ahead, Jeff. My so my example. Of I the, have to pee, but Andy left and peed a long time ago. My, and he hasn't come back. Zach, now, my example <laughs> of the apostles in that. So take people who maybe need to learn a certain lesson. Like there are things that if it really does feel like I go through experiences where like, man, okay, God is using something that I've done. And I need to learn a lesson here. And and so, therefore, I wouldn't be given, like, so I would not be given the responsibility of doing X, Y, and Z within a church because I'm still learning and maturing on, you know, how to, like, love people or love my wife. And this is going back many years. Um, there's this kind of worldly thing where I, my wife and I experienced like this amazing moment and, and literally instead of our family breaking apart, we actually came together. And next thing I know, people are like, you should be an elder and you got to run a marriage retreat. When I look back, I'm like, that was stupid. Like you called somebody who had been a, a Christian for two years to, to be an elder and everybody affirmed it. Because, and no offense to anybody who was like, yes, we bless that. But when I look back, I'm like, yikes. Like, even I was doing research and I'm like, someone who is green as a Christian should certainly not be an elder. And I look back, I'm like, that almost, ah, I hate to and say And I think it. I warned you about okay, that. Yes. Didn't I, I, I warned, didn't, did I not? Yes, you're correct. And, I'm not, and not to say that you didn't do a good job, but I was, I'm just saying that, look, I no. We talked about it, and I kind of gave uh, you that warning. Like, yes, but all that to say, like we have to be prudent in like what positions we give people. People have called the church like it's a great hospital. 
people come there to be fixed. And there are people who they come as sinners and in, in terrible addictions, um, whether it's pornography or cheating or alcoholism or whatever it might be. And they're hurting and broken and they are lost and they need help. And they don't need to be the coffee deliverer. They don't need to be, you know, running some ministry Come in the church. Come and be served. Right. right. They, need to, they need to be around people who are healthy and who love well and lead well. And that is what I see the church as. It's a great hospital for souls and hearts and we do a disservice to people who are coming in and know like as an elder or as a leader or just as a husband, a friend, a man in our church, when I, I've seen some people that I'm, they're like, I really want to get into, you know, doing this. And I'm like, can we have lunch? (laughs) Like, tell me about how life's going. Like, what do you see you want to do, you know, at the church? And like, I want to get involved in this and this. I'm like, how's life? Oh man, I just got divorced from my wife and we're going through crap. And I think my kids hate me. I'm like, okay, if we were at a hospital right now, could you tell me your symptoms? Well, I'm hurt. I'm broken. My heart is crushed. I'm I'm like, okay, let's just have lunch and let's just live a little bit and maybe get healthy. And then maybe come to the point where we say, okay, now you, why don't you just serve coffee, you know, on a Sunday? But that's so far out in the future. And, you know, that it's, and it's not that, you know, Zach or myself are saying, you know, get it. We're agreeing. Like there is a, there's a place for people and there's a place for, people who are healthy and feel a strength in where they are in their Christian walk, where people who are coming into the hospital were like, Hey, we love you. Like you're here. I don't know how long it's going to take you. It may take years, but know that there is a rock that sits in this church that you can rest upon and talk to and go to lunch with and listen. We'll, we're here. And and that's what I that's what I found at our church and and now I'm trying to be that in our church and as somebody said, Hey, we're not we're not young anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because I was speak for yourself. Who said that? Mm-hmm. Who said I, that? Was I, it Art? Did Art tell you that? <laughs> I didn't say it. Because I was thinking Art said it. Art didn't say it. I was thinking there was a gentleman who I had I had lunch with a couple of weeks ago. What do he, you mean, you people? And he said this, <laughs> but that was in response to me telling him I was hurt and lost and broken. And I went to like a men's camp and a man just turned around as I was telling him a story and he put his hand on me and he just prayed over me. And I was in tears. I was wrecked. But also it's a moment where I'm like, my goodness, this man was a rock that I rested on and he prayed for me and encouraged me. And oh my gosh, it just, it, it, it affirmed like where I was going in my walk. And I'm like, okay, we are those people. Like the men in this room at our church, we are those people. And like, 
you know, Zach is. So you're saying it's not us? Zach. Just that room. Is, yeah. Zach, I, I got to tell him, Zach is like, he is an open invitation to his home. Like, come and hang out and, and just break bread with us and just live and have great conversations. And that's what it always turns into. And that is like the church, like being the church. How so, we love others is how we love God. And it's an amazing thing. So, and there's a goal, back to your original question, that we can kind of look at. And Wait, say, that was tonight? moving toward that. Do yeah. we see more of that now than we saw last year or the year before? That sense of being able to navigate uh, how welcoming we are in appropriate, at appropriate, in appropriate ways to folks who had a rough Thursday night and still are showing up on Sunday morning. Mm. Let's get better at that. What would that look like? Those are goals kind of like the business goals. It, yeah. I mean, there's even some, I mean, it's silly, but like, <clears throat> I remember when I was younger, I would write down prayers and I'm not good about it anymore, but there were times that I would come back Obviously, later. Obviously, you bought a Fiat. <laughs> a pink one. It says Mary Kay on it. What's that about? You guys, it's peach. There's a difference. It's salmon. Ah, salmon yeah. colored. Um, but those there, there are markers because maybe, maybe the answer is those changes can happen, but they don't. It's not binary we're not flicking a switch on and off and it's it is the two percent getting better that you described scott and and when you look back at what you where you were a year ago and you have a way to to mark that and measure that go oh my gosh look at the things that i was dealing with and struggling with a year ago and look at where i am now i'm not sorted out i'm not at a hundred percent I'm still striving towards where God wants me to be, but I'm not where I was. That feels better. I feel better that I wasn't where I was a year ago, and I'm, and I've still got a long way to go. And you always will have a long way to go. Always, yeah. Which is a weird combination of encouraging and depressing. <laughs> yeah, right? it's like. Uh- it's like a, the marriage thing, the marriage metaphor works great. It's like a sm- small microcosm, which I think is redundant, but it's a microcosm of just spiritual yearning, whatever form that takes, Christian or anybody that's looking for truth, no matter what, how that manifests in your life, marriage is a good example or just relationships in general, because if you feel Scott's like- here. If you feel like, because Scott's here, yes. In general. Scott has relationships. Yeah. If you've ever felt, Scott, you and me, if you ever feel like you've cracked the nut of our relationship, we're in trouble. I don't you know? even, I, wait, crack the nut like, might, to get inside it, your shell? Maybe that's a bad, maybe nut is a bad reference given, you know, some of the talk, but <laughs> if you ever feel like you figured out me uh, and for the okay, married people. Okay. Oh, I definitely, I definitely haven't figured you out, Zach. So, which is good news because yeah. I haven't either. But, uh, <laughs> Anybody in a marriage or a deep relationship, mm. if you feel like you've got it, generally you're like way further off than the people that are like, I just don't get it, but I just want to try. I want to keep striving and I want to love them better and know them better. And I think that's a small slice of us to the divine and seeking ultimate truth <laughs> is 
the the mystery there and the, the striving. You're never going to stop striving and you learn a new thing and it leads to all these other new things. And which is, again, it's so cool and it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It's, Go ahead, Art. You're about to say for something. For an engineer mind, yeah. For a mystic's mind, it's not. And well, what do you mean by that? Left brain, right brain stuff. I mean, for the person who is inclined to love the mystery and and loves living without concrete yeah. answers and enjoying movement towards something instead, they're they're more comfortable with this to the binary or the engineer kind of mind or the set goals move. I'm going to go from point A to point B and I need to see that movement. It's a little more, a little less comfortable. Yeah. And I think it would be good for some of us who tend to be more like an, like an engineer to develop the mystical side of our brain, more like a mystic to develop the logical side of our brain because the whole Christian, I think has balance in both of those things. They understand uh, the mysticism of worship and also the didactic value of logically approaching the scripture and thinking clearly and carefully in back and forth discourse and can live with um, equal weight in both of those. So totally. Not having the answers and feeling like I arrived here and I arrived here and good. You know, check that box. The mystic doesn't that doesn't bother the mystic at all. Well, so. and this, and I'm glad you mentioned that as as the moment where those things kind of collide. Because for me, oftentimes, the sweetest and most uh, meaningful points in my life are when when in my spiritual life are often when a when a worship song finds that depth of its truth that it's speaking that's combined with great music mm-hmm. and when those two things yeah, what is it when those oh collide when those two things collide all of a sudden i feel like it's like fireworks inside that that is that i'm i'm usually wrecked at that point right and those are the things that that are it and I recognize that maybe I, fe- I i i live in both of those worlds i've had someone tell me that i'm weird because i i do Enjoy the deep. Tan- you're weird because you're actually healthy. Concrete, logical piece. But <laughs> Let's I, not go that far, Art. But, <laughs> but you might be onto something. But the emotional and and that piece is and spiritual part is very important to me as well. And so again, yeah, when 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 a song can contain both of those things, I'm I lose it usually. It's and how about when a sermon? I yeah, I always have this dream that there are sermons that can do that too. Totally uh, aren't simply left brain brain power kind of things, logical things, but they. Uh, How you I deliver? I always hope it. you can help people feel the truth, feel the truth. That's a good statement from a from a teaching or a sermon. In the same way, an artist in a song or something wants to help people feel truth, and when it, like you said, when both of those come together and they dance together in harmony, there's something wonderful and healing and life-giving that happens. Oh, it feels like it's the most accurate, holistic view of the truth itself because the vehicle that it's being delivered in matters as well as the truth of the, the, <laughs> the, the reality, the truth of the reality that's being delivered too. Like you can't, once, once you put all those things together, 
it's like the uh, the vehicle and the passenger both matter. Yeah, it, yeah. the uh, the feel and the feel in can the be Fiat so, in the pink Fiat. In who's the driving pink the Fiat? Pink. The feel can be so powerful. Like how many songs? I think we all, if we had had prepared for this, how many songs could we think of that make you feel a thing? But if you analyze the lyrics, it's absolute horseshit. Yeah, but oh, the yeah. Song Bruno is, Mars songs are usually like that. But the <laughs> songs, the song is so good. The feel of it overcomes yep. the truth that's, that's being spoken. That's the danger of it. And sp- yeah. that's the danger of it. That's the dark Manipulative. side. But to speak to what Andy's saying, is like when both are clicking, oh, fireworks, glow, like high kicks all around. Like we're doing karate chops in the sky right there. <laughs> I was so a brand good. new Christian and one of my favorite bands was Black Sabbath. I mean, I was a Christian for <laughs> yeah. weeks, only weeks. First and thing since, I learned was paranoid. Sincere as I could be, and I had a cassette deck, and I had a dump truck. I had a dump truck business, 10 with a dump truck, and I'm driving down Highway 50 on my way between San Jose and San Francisco, and I've got my cassette, and I'm loving Jesus, going 50 miles an hour with a load of asphalt, listening to Black Sabbath, and I'm singing, my name is Lucifer, please take my hand. And I thought, wait, what did I just sing? What? And I, took, I took the cassette out and threw it out the window at 50 miles an hour. But it's one of those moments where the music is so good that it overpowers the message. And you have to realize that message was, you know, bad. And the the music was so good that I quit listening to the message. Maybe but, it was a cautionary tale. And, and, also, you, took, and you took it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ozzy. But Sorry, Ozzy. <laughs> well, Jesus, Jesus talks about that. You, Worship him in spirit and truth. Like you, it's not. Not or. Yeah. It, it's got to be both. And and, and I, I'm not equating spirit to your emotional feeling. Spirit is something different. It's the Holy Spirit. But you, it, it's also the truth. And learning that truth is vitally important. And so just coming up with any arbitrary truths about God is is not the point. Like, there's okay. a specific thing okay. that God wants uh, you to worship part of the process, in. though. Yeah. Well, yeah the, what do you mean, yeah? Are you agreeing with... So th- yeah. this is the difficult part. Like, are you... What are you trying to say? I agree with what you just said right there. Weird. What do you agree that's, with, though? I mean, weird. I, I don't... Well, one thing I agree... Weird. Okay, for the listener, I don't agree with everything Scott says all the time, but right <laughs> this there... This is weird. Spirit and truth. It's the yes and. There's a... Even with like, maybe the messaging is poor, but it makes you feel a certain way. It doesn't mean you can't still enjoy it and get something out. It might be, get something out of it. It might be inspiring for you to create something of your own. It's not this like, let's burn all the books that have anything bad in it. It's sure. like, we got to balance everything and, and your mileage may vary. That's the nature of the mystery of things is like, there's going to be a subjectivity yeah. on what is... But but well that's that's my question. Creating something of your own. If Jesus is talking about worshiping, I'm not talking about writing a new Bible, Scott. Right. Okay. So that's right. That's so. This okay. is the type. Yeah, of, I just wanted to clarify that. Is, that's the type of language. Although, though, Scott, if, like, I'm, I'm talking working about, on my own version of the Bible. Yeah, but if we'll, I'm talking about oh, yeah, you're writing that book. Yeah, if writing. Jesus is talking about spreading the truth, then you're going to say, oh yeah, you create something of your own. I was like, well, no, I was going back that, to my ref- directly related Scott, to what I'm saying. Scott, but Scott, that's I was, what you said. This I was is the, going back this to is my, your straw man moment. It's not because that's what he said. He it, said creating wait, something wait, of your wait. own. So like, what I, are you here's a question. Going, Scott, I was, okay, go ahead, Art. I'm going to let Art Why go. am I completely comfortable with that language? 
And you're completely uncomfortable with that language. I don't mean without um, disparaging either one of us, but why are some people cool with that language Ooh, and some that's good. not? Okay, so that's a great question. And, and, and but that's my that's, that's my question is that if I'm if I made a statement about Jesus talking about worshiping him worshiping him in spirit and in truth, and then Zach makes a statement about creating something on your own or of, of your, your own. own I was going back to the example, Scott. That is weird to me because uh, I don't worship Jesus of my own creation. I worship Jesus based upon the like what I, I learned from Scripture because I don't create my own Jesus. And you're hearing me say that I might be I don't, I don't, not that. I don't know. It's so vague. Like I could, I could say, hey, be a creative worshiper of God. Okay, but yeah, but what is... Can what, I, I, can I think tonight, like, tonight, Scott. I think tonight, tonight, you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, well, well, yeah, Christ according to whom? The end is nice. Would be Scott. the question because that's that's the thing. I got you, Scott. The language Scott, is Scott, so vague. Scott, I got you. And we got to land this thing. We do. Well, I should say I have to leave at eight ten. Hard out. You have seven minutes. I have a bit of feedback to read. Oh uh, yeah. But a quick shoot. A quick response is that. I wasn't talking about what you said directly. I was going back to me talking about the lyrics versus the music and how it makes you feel. If you just, if you hear something, you don't believe in something and you just toss it out there, there could be a mixture of like, this makes me feel this way. That might inspire me on to do something on piggybacking on that music. I was talking about the music black Sabbath, for example. So the lyrics might be shitty or you don't, maybe you, you like evil. the lyrics in times, but ultimately you don't believe that, but the music is inspiring. You can use that. You don't need to go burn that book, as it were. Maybe you do. This is where the thing, right? Maybe you did need art maybe, to burn. In to that moment, out. art yeah. needed to throw maybe that out. I needed yeah. to. I was in first grade then. I couldn't be. <laughs> first grade. Yeah. I had yeah. yeah. spiritually. Yeah. I was in first grade and I couldn't. And there's nothing wrong uh, with that. that. There's nothing wrong with throwing the Beatles so, uh, well, albums different. out. No, no, you don't throw a Beatles out. Never throw Beatles out. Yeah, whoa, Everyone whoa, whoa, knows whoa, that, whoa. Scott. And that uh, doesn't make you. There. It doesn't make you a fundamentalist. To throw music out, right? Yeah, is that right? Is someone going to criticize that? I looked up Wikipedia. It was just a picture of someone burning CDs. It doesn't make you a fundamentalist if you don't want to hear that type of music anymore. Then it, just don't listen. I will say I think this. that's the difference. Don't listen the versus burn it. The context you're talking about. No, why can't you burn it? Like can, it's yours. Why can't can you burn a it? Tune, even a worship song. And originally we were talking about can a worship song, the music be so good that it engages you and you think you're worshiping, but then when you realize what you're singing, you're no, it's it's a thoughtless worship. It's not it's it's not spirit and truth. It's just right. sort of engaging that. It, Creative, spiritual, emotional. Still to this day, the song Split the Seas So I Can Walk Right Through is the most, it it is a lightning bolt in my heart when I hear that song and I hear those words. That's no longer slaves, right? Yes. Yes. That is. Same song. That penetrates my heart and I I have no. I have no other choice but to just let go. And uh, 
you know, and there's other songs, even though literally there's never been AC that's been split that you can walk through and somehow yet it's meaningful to you. <laughs> well, I okay, not, you okay, said, yeah, if you okay. say individually for Jeff, but, sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, worship the songs. There are some pastors that are like, you should worship every song. You know, it's all to God and, and worship the song, but there's other, okay, a little weird. different. But the other, <laughs> but there, every song speaks differently to every individual. There's oh shoot! Yes. Zach has three minutes. You got to go now. Do it. That was my sorry. Cut, that was my cutoff. Sorry. Hey, uh, I apologize. He and has three you guys minutes. are welcome to talk, but I do have an email to read. Do it. Do it. Guess what, guys? This is from months ago. I was uh, responding to a couple of people that want to be on the podcast, and uh, we got future guests coming up, which is great. But I scrolled back through the emails. Amidst all the spam, I was like, oh, shit, this guy emailed us back in March or something. Oh, my gosh. We missed the Canadian and this guy back in March. He was a new listener at the time. Maybe former listener, but I'm going to read it. Scott, you want to be responsible for uh, emails I don't read emails, so that would be even worse. It was sitting around (laughs) in the church, Scott, waiting to be taken care of. Here he goes. Uh, This is from KC. Hey, I just found your podcast. I'm going to do some le- editing because I haven't heard back on whether I can read this. So I'm going to be, be very anonymous. God, you're even going to set that up. Caveat okay. King. Yeah, right. Hey, just found your podcast. I'm enjoying it. We seem to have a lot in common. I appreciate I appreciate craft beer. I'm the head brewer at a microbrewery just outside of... <laughs> I am a Christian Bible reader and I have been leading Bible study on... Nice. A college campus for nine years. Oh, oh that's nice. amazing. Okay. I already yeah. love this guy. I know the college. I can't say it. BYU. I, I don't know if you... Oh, yes, it's BYU. <laughs> <That would be laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you already addressed in this. In Jesus' name. Still a new listener, but in episode 178 about worshiping Jesus, one of you referenced the triumphal entry in an attempt to argue Jesus would upset that they didn't understand why he came. That was probably me. Not as a political leader, but as a sacrifice. The podcast got a bit heated at the time, and I was having a hard time following along. Sounds right. Sounds normal. It's par for the standard. Yikes. So if I misunderstood the argument, I apologize, slash would like to apologize. The timeline, according to Luke, has Jesus weeping over Jerusalem because Jesus knows that, that the city within 30 years will be ransacked. Then, while riding into the city... Ironically, the people start to worship him. The religious leaders suggest that Jesus rebuke the crowds, and he says, if I tell you to stop the, sto- stop, the stones will cry out. That seems to prove that Jesus did not deny worship. Side note, this is the, I think this is the Keith Giles one, reacting to Keith Giles. Yeah, uh, former oh, guest. Yeah. He oh, wrote a blog post goodness. saying, "Stop worshiping Jesus." And, and Jesus I, would not want is, you yeah. to worship. And I, and I asked him specifically uh, some questions. Yeah. I think this was before the actual interview wow. with him because we reached out and got him on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, um, that seems to prove that Jesus did not deny worship. I could think of at least ten other situations where he doesn't correct someone for calling him a messianic name. The times he denies worship seems to be strategic. Your podcast is encouraging to me. I ha- I host a group of college guys on Friday nights to study the Bible and hang. It's edifying, but also gets raw and rowdy. Your podcast reminds me that blessing 
in not just in my city. I'm reading it as he as he wrote it. That blessing in not just my in my city, and that Jesus loves this kind of stuff. Thanks, guys. If you're ever in Columbus, let me know. We can talk over a pint. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. KC. South Carolina. KC. I also had a headline. Wait, you said Kansas wait. City, Columbus? Kansas. Wait, what? Kansas <laughs> what City, Columbus. Columbus. Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Kansas Kansas Missouri. Or Columbus. Columbus. That's, Missouri? that's what he said. South Carolina. Ohio. There might be six states that Let's have just Columbus say it's Ohio. Okay. okay. Hey. Now, I'm going to leave to pick up my daughter from soccer. You guys have a few more minutes. Feel free to talk. We do. I was going to read a headline to maybe start off a conversation. God, no. We don't have that much time, (laughs) but but we can do what we we consume. For what it's worth, religion news service, when mixing faith with furries, things can get hairy. Yeah, whatever. No. Wow. With breweries? Furries. No, furries. furries. It's... People that dress up as animals—it's trivial. And I will say, <laughs> I what you. what am I consuming? And then you guys yeah, can finish. Let's do that. Uh, Brian Zond does this thing every year, finding God God in the music. Yeah. And his, I uh, actually think you might like this one, Scott. Probably not. <laughs> the most recent one was, um, if you look up Word of Life podcast, that's his church from August twenty first. He broke down the killers. Latest album, the song uh, "Quiet Town" from the album "Pressure Pressure Machine," and uh, man, the Killers have grown up from the days of talking about somebody's boyfriend that looks like a girlfriend that mm-hmm. was somebody's boyfriend. That song is more timely than ever. Yeah, it might be, but the the Killers, the way Brian Zahn breaks down music and just like weaves the Bible into it, it's it's. Worth a listen, even if you disagree, Scott. It's all in my head, so Appreciate you guys. Nice. You know they're Mormons? The Killers? Really? Yeah, the Killers. The uh, whole album is about him growing... It's about his uh, actual hometown. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That's good. Uh, I just can't look, though, because it's killing me. Oh, my gosh. He's still doing lyrics. He's quoting lyrics. Actually, that's impressive, Scott. That is good. Uh, what I'm... What I'm consuming. Uh, but it's taking control. So, Andy, I don't know. Oh I can't it's stop. still going. It's still going. You can use it anywhere. The lyrics are available anywhere for any situation. I, uh, well, now I'm done consuming a long drive across more than half of the United States, which I will say uh, my, my overall impression of driving across all of Texas and then New Mexico and Arizona was like, oh, yeah, overpopulation is not a problem. Yeah, there's a lot of space out there. <laughs> there is yeah. a lot of space. We all just cluster on the edges. Yes. And uh, yeah, and God bless Texas for everyone being okay with driving 90 miles an hour on the highway. Man. As you were driving through some of those desolate places where there's a gas station and a payphone, did your daughter take a moment to thank you and say, Dad, thank you for not raising us here? Well, so the funny part, yes, it, not exactly, but there's a version of that that I tell my wife, which is every time we go back, I grew up in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. and every time we go back to Bakersfield- Merle Haggard. Yes. I'm a, God bless Merle Haggard, Buck Owens. Outside of those two guys, it's uh, Slim Pickens. Every time He's from there too? Buck and- uh, Slim? But yeah, Slim Pickens. Between those three guys, uh, every time we're out there- there, there will always be a moment where we're sitting out in some public area and I look around and I just go, babe, how much more impressed are you with me that I came out of 
this because <laughs> this yeah. is rough. Uh, Keep listening, though, Bakersfield. We love you. <laughs> Keep yeah. listening. I, yeah. Oh and, my God. Is and just actually- like Jesus. We want you to get be yeah. more than what you There's are. A path. There's a path out of there. You can get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just don't don't bring your Bakersfield to Southern Orange County. Do bring your housing costs, though. We would really appreciate. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate nice. that piece. Okay, yeah. Jeff or uh, Scott or Art. What's what are, happening? What are you consuming? Oh, uh, we're at the end. We're at the end, brother. We have so much time. No, we got it. We got to wrap this. God, I'm sorry, dude. I don't have anything. Forget it. All right. All right. Art, what have you been consuming this week? I've been consuming some great music, mm. but the same songs over and over again. So I've I've been varying from Luciano Pavarotti's version oh. of Nessun Dorma. Mm. You know, know Nessun Dorma? You know that? I know the former, not the latter, what you're talking about. I know oh, Luciano man. Pavarotti. Nessun Forma. Yeah. Nessun Dorma. Yeah. All, All sleep the, the or no form, one sleeps. Form. Nessun Forma. Um, but this just, it sends chills every time I hear it. And because I know what he's saying, I will, I will mm. uh, be victorious. Isn't it? Win it's an end. Italian? Of course he's Italian. All great things are Italian, directly or indirectly. Right. And if well, they're just, really lucky, they're Sicilian. But let's let that go. Minus the Ferrari. Whatever. That's Continue. true. So, I mean, it, that, it's gone from that to Stevie Ray Vaughan, especially Texas Flood, to... Timely. That's timely. yeah. You know, it to, is timely to Hillsong worship when I really need to kind of behave and uh, just about everything, everything in between. So uh, I've been consuming some really great music over and over. And ZZ Top. Uh, oh wow, uh, she got legs. Oh no, not legs. No tush. Oh, she got the song. I always yeah. forget the name of the song, but um, sharp dressed man. Uh, stop mm-hmm. putting them in my head, but ZZ Top. I have one song in particular that I play over and over. In fact, going home tonight, I'll go to my ZZ Top station and keep punching forward until this particular song comes mm. up and it just flat out rocks mm. me and rips. Mm. And then go back to Hillsong. Dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe the next maybe the next episode we can talk about how uh, all truth is God's truth and that can show up in, in, in a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. I'd have a whole bunch of questions. So I've been about consuming that, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I I have been consuming good conversations with uh, brothers, and I will point out, Art, um, you had a quote, and it was pretty much the theme of a message that you gave: "Courage is only experienced when there is fear," and it's yeah, <laughs> it's such a great way to live life and in conversations that I've had with a lot of men, this I'm like four or five guys that I've had conversations this past week, just at church and just, Hey, let's get together for lunch or, or, you know, late day coffee or something like that, or a pint, um, (laughs) that it always comes to be. It's like, I just don't know what to do. It's, this is difficult. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a theme. Like, are you going to jump into this? Like there's some, there's some angst, some tension, some fear. It's like, what does that take? And, and it's always like, you know what? We're men, we're husbands. And that's really been the conversation. It's like, you got to jump into that conversation Mm. with your wife, or you got to jump into the conversation with your boss, or you got to, 
be in that with, you know, your friend and it's a theme throughout. I love it. I've loved, I'm kind of, I'm back into a place where I love to be. And that is just having mm-hmm. conversations with good men, some that I don't even know well, but when you ask certain questions of people, it's so great to just listen to the life they're living and just get to kind of dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been consuming this past week. That's good. Scotty. Sweet LaGrange. Oh, heck yeah. LaGrange is the best ZZ Top song. On to you, Scott. Mm, I never heard that one, but oh, have, you have, you I'll, just don't know you have. It's a hill song tune. Yeah. Yeah. Loosely derivative. Um, I don't know. Is that a done a bad, bad, bad thing? What? No, no anyway. Was... Um, no, I, I've... Ha, ha, that's ha, the one. Ha, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so good. <laughs> it's so good. I've been listening to... The uh, last few days, just picked up uh, back up on uh, a podcast. This guy, his name is Leighton Flowers. Um, he does a podcast called Soteriology 101. And he, his main... The main point of his podcast is to provide rebuttals to... Calvinism. Uh, so if someone was thinking about Calvinism, uh, Soteriology 101, I think is a, is a good podcast to go to just to, to get ideas about um, Calvinism and see where they might you okay. know, be overstepping their bounds. Um, you can get on any podcast catcher you might have on your phone or on YouTube. Nice. Leighton yeah. Flowers. Leighton Flowers, yeah. Has he been well known for a long time, or is he a late bloomer? <laughs> yeah, he's a late bloomer. Yeah, the irony there is because his name is last name is Flowers, but he's arguing against Tulip. You know, um, also, yeah, yeah, the, it compounds. Brandon Flowers, uh, a singer from the Killers. Yeah, um, no, but he, he's he's been doing a. a a podcast he's been streaming for about a decade. Um, so he's, he's probably one of the more well-known people in the, let's just say anti-Calvinist movement. Uh, so yeah, he's, and, and amongst the Calvinists, he's well-known. What do you like? The, Cal- the Calvinists well know him more than, uh, yeah. What do you like about it? Um, he's, he's, um, he brings in other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think his, his arguments are for like, the, for the most part, rational, like opposite sides of the discussion or people that support his views. Well, no, he, he, he does bring in Calvinists oh, okay. and he invites Calvinists on, but they, but some of them won't come on. Um, but, uh, but both he, he'll bring on Calvinists, but he'll bring on other scholars okay. that, um, that have advanced degrees that talk about Calvinism. Um, but he, but he typically talks in a rational, a rational methodology where you, you actually, if you can oppose the view, you have something to argue against and not just like some ethereal specific. statement like, oh, hey, God is love. Therefore, X, Y, Z is like, okay, but yeah, you don't get there by just saying God is love. You, you actually yeah. have to have some substance 
behind what the conclusions that you draw, you have, he has things that, that go along with it. Um, I think that's a benefit. Any, anyone who, anyone who wants to go, wants to, to make a, 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 a broad statement like God is love or yeah. love your neighbor and then have a conclusion based upon just that same as like, yeah, but dude, you really, it's, it's not, God is love is not a foundation. You you have to that's define. A, that's a good topic for yeah. another podcast. We should start one. Oh, on I that. can go all I night know. long, baby. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. We are Bros, Bibles, and Beer. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get, catch us on all the socials at Bros, Bibles, Beer. You can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash bbbpod. And there's a button on there somewhere that tells you how to leave a message. FYI, it's only a minute long. I think it cuts you off after a minute. So just do a minute long. And we promise you, if you leave us a voicemail, we won't listen to it until the moment that it is played on the air. And then which, which could be like five months later. It could but. be, yeah. If Zach's in charge, it will be five months later. <laughs> so we will remedy that situation. And lastly, if you want to email us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. And if you are looking for a date and you are theological, theologically aligned with Scott, it's Scott at brosbiblesbeer. <laughs> theologically dot, aligned com. with Scott. Yeah. Said nobody. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I, I will ask questions because I'm not I'm not looking to go out with just any rando, you know. Well, that's why you. Oh, sorry. That's why I'm saying. That been brutal. No, that's can he, can, he, that's can he borrow the pink Fiat to go out on a date? Oh, I mean, would you be willing to lend that? To him? Like a no. Hey, there, everybody that's listening, six love month you. window. Live life large in Christ. Go for it. If you've been just hesitating, step into it. Go for it. Step into it, whatever it is. Don't talk like that, Scott. Gosh. <laughs>